Welcome to a special edition of Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. On today's broadcast, Andrew will be sharing about the importance of having a biblical worldview. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Friday's broadcast of the Gospel Truth. Today is the end of my second week of playing these videos for my brand new product entitled Biblical Worldview Foundation Series. And I tell you, this is awesome. I've already established how important it is to have a biblical worldview. We've talked a lot about the Bible being the inerrant, accurate Word of God. That is foundational truth, and it's amazing how many Christians compromise on that issue. Yesterday, I started sharing about how creationism, as described in the Bible, is accurate, not evolution. And there's a lot of Christians that will try and believe in a theistic evolution. I'm sharing things and showing you statistics, even from scientists. I'm quoting all kinds of scientists in this. This is the reason that this differs from my normal teaching because I'm going to be quoting scientists showing you that it is not a proven fact that we evolved from slime. This is really good. I think it'll bless you. So watch this at the end of today's program. I'll come back and share with you some details about how you can receive these products. Evolution is a theory. It was a theory when Darwin wrote it, and it is still a theory. It is not an established fact. Now, you will have people say that, and I'm aware that there are a large number of people who say that. In our science books today, they are teaching it as fact, but it is not fact. Contrary to what people believe, it's a theory, and there are literally thousands and thousands of noted scientists who disagree with the theory of evolution. Let me just give you a few quotes here. Cosmologist William Lane Craig said, I think it's indisputable that there has never been a time in history when the hard evidence of science was more confirmatory of belief in God than today. That's a scientist saying that. Alan Rex Sadich, the world's greatest observational cosmologist and Jewish-born former atheist and committed Christian. He received multiple awards worldwide for his work, including astronomy's equivalent of the Nobel Prize. And here's what he said, "...it was my science that drove me to the conclusion that the world is much more complicated than can be explained by science. It was only through the supernatural that I can understand the mystery of existence. That is a man who is an award-winning scientist who said that. Robert Jastrow is an astronomer and physicist and former agnostic. Jastrow was a former NASA scientist and received the NASA Medal for Exceptional Scientific Achievement. He also served as professor at Columbia University and Dartmouth College and author of the book God and the Astronomers. Here's what he said, the essential element in the astronomical and biblical accounts of Genesis is the same. The chain of events leading to man commenced suddenly and sharply, had a definite moment of time in a flash of light and energy. These are scientists saying this. Here's what Carl Sagan said. Now he 
CLAIMED TO BE A SCIENTIST, AND HE CLAIMED ALL OF THESE THINGS. BUT HERE'S WHAT HE SAID. HE SAID TRILLIONS OF PLANETS WITH LIFE LIKE EARTH, ONE MILLION IN THE MILKY WAY GALAXY ALONE EXIST. HE MADE THAT WITHOUT ANY VALIDATION, NO PROOF FOR HIS STATEMENTS AT ALL. HERE'S WHAT SOME SCIENTISTS AND PHYSICISTS AND OTHER PEOPLE WHO ARE MORE QUALIFIED THAN uh, CARL SAGAN HAD TO SAY. ARNO PENZIS, THE 1978 NOBEL PRIZE WINNER IN PHYSICS SAID, ASTRONOMY LEADS US TO A UNIQUE EVENT, A UNIVERSE WHICH WAS CREATED OUT OF NOTHING, ONE WITH A VERY DELICATE BALANCE NEEDED TO PROVIDE EXACTLY THE CONDITIONS REQUIRED TO PERMIT LIFE, AND ONE WHICH HAS AN UNDERLYING AND ONE MIGHT SAY SUPERNATURAL PLAN. HERE'S JIMMY H. DAVIS AND LARRY L. POE, THEY'RE SCIENCE EDITORS AND AUTHORS OF THE TEXT, DESIGNER UNIVERSE, AND HERE'S WHAT THEY SAID, RATHER THAN BEING ONE PLANET AMONG BILLIONS, LIKE WHAT CARL SAGAN SAID, EARTH NOW APPEARS TO BE THE UNCOMMON EARTH. THE DATA IMPLY THAT EARTH MAY BE THE ONLY PLANET IN THE RIGHT PLACE AT THE RIGHT TIME. JOHN A. O'Keefe, A RENOWNED NASA ASTRONOMER, HE PIONEERED IN SPACE RESEARCH. HERE'S WHAT HE SAID. HE SAID, WE ARE, BY ASTRONOMICAL STANDARDS, A PAMPERED, COSETED, CHERISHED GROUP OF CREATURES. OUR DARWINIAN CLAIM TO HAVE DONE IT ALL OURSELVES IS AS RIDICULOUS AND AS CHARMING AS A BABY'S BRAVE EFFORT TO STAND ON ITS FEET AND REFUSE ITS MOTHER'S HAND. IF THE UNIVERSE HAD NOT BEEN MADE WITH THE MOST EXACTING PRECISION, WE COULD NEVER HAVE COME INTO EXISTENCE. IT IS MY VIEW THAT THESE CIRCUMSTANCES INDICATE THE UNIVERSE WAS CREATED FOR MAN TO LIVE IN. HERE'S SIR FRED HOYLE. HE'S AN INTERNATIONALLY KNOWN PHYSICIST. HE WAS KNIGHTED BY THE QUEEN FOR HIS WORK IN PHYSICS, AND HERE'S WHAT HE SAID. A COMMON SENSE INTERPRETATION OF THE FACTS SUGGESTS THAT A SUPERIOR INTELLECT HAS MONKEYED WITH PHYSICS AS WELL AS CHEMISTRY AND BIOLOGY, AND THAT THERE IS NO BLIND FORCES WORTH SPEAKING ABOUT IN NATURE. AGAIN, THIS DARWINISM, EVOLUTION, IS ABSOLUTELY DEPENDENT UPON JUST RANDOM THINGS HAPPENING. ALL OF THESE SCIENTISTS ARE SAYING THAT THE UNIVERSE LEADS US TO THE CONCLUSION THAT THIS IS NOT RANDOM. IT WAS PLANNED. IT WAS DESIGNED. IT IS SUPERNATURAL. THE BIBLE WOULD SAY THAT IT WAS CREATED BY GOD. VERA, AND I MAY MISPRONOUNCE THIS, KISTIKOWSKI, a PROFESSOR OF PHYSICS EMERITA AT THE MASSACHUSETTS INSTITUTE OF TECHNOLOGY AND FORMER PRESIDENT OF THE ASSOCIATION OF WOMEN IN SCIENCE SAID, THE EXQUISITE ORDER DISPLAYED BY OUR SCIENTIFIC UNDERSTANDING OF THE PHYSICAL WORLD CALLS FOR THE DIVINE. PATRICK GLENN, WHO IS A HARVARD-TRAINED PHYSICIST, FARMER ARMS CONTROL NEGOTIATOR FOR THE REAGAN ADMINISTRATION, HE WAS A FORMER ATHEIST, BUT NOW A COMMITTED CHRISTIAN. HERE'S WHAT HE SAID. IRONICALLY, THE PICTURE OF THE UNIVERSE BEQUEATHED TO US BY THE MOST ADVANCED 20TH CENTURY SCIENCE IS CLOSER IN SPIRIT TO THE VISION PRESENTED IN THE BOOK OF GENESIS THAN ANYTHING OFFERED BY SCIENCE SINCE COPERNICUS. ALL OF THESE, AND THESE ARE JUST A FEW. I'VE PROBABLY USED MAYBE A DOZEN QUOTES FROM SCIENTISTS, BUT EVOLUTION IS NOT AN ESTABLISHED FACT, ALTHOUGH IT'S OFTEN PRESENTED THAT WAY, AND PEOPLE WILL ARGUE THAT. IT IS NOT AN ESTABLISHED FACT. YOU KNOW, WERNER VON BRAUN WAS THE FATHER OF MODERN SPACE FLIGHT. AND AS A SCIENTIST, HE'S THE ONE THAT DEVELOPED HITLER'S U-2 ROCKET THAT WAS USED DURING WORLD WAR II. 
AND IN MAY OF 1945, AS THE WAR WAS ENDING, VON Braun AND OTHER GERMAN SCIENTISTS SAW THE END IN SIGHT, AND THEY DECIDED TO ESCAPE TO THE AMERICAN SIDE RATHER THAN THE SOVIET UNION. HIS ARM WAS BROKEN DURING THE ESCAPE, BUT HERE'S WHAT HE SAID. THIS IS VON Braun's OWN STATEMENT. HE SAID, I MYSELF AND EVERYONE YOU SEE HERE HAVE DECIDED TO GO WEST AND I THINK OUR DECISION WAS NOT ONE OF EXPEDIENCY, BUT A MORAL DECISION. WE KNEW THAT WE HAD CREATED A NEW MEANS OF WARFARE, AND THE QUESTION AS TO WHAT VICTORIOUS NATION WE WERE WILLING TO ENTRUST THIS BRAINCHILD OF OURS WAS A MORAL DECISION MORE THAN ANYTHING ELSE. WE WANTED TO SEE THE WORLD SPARED ANOTHER CONFLICT SUCH AS GERMANY HAD JUST BEEN THROUGH, AND WE FELT THAT ONLY BY SURRENDERING SUCH WEAPON TO PEOPLE WHO ARE GUIDED BY THE BIBLE COULD SUCH AN ASSURANCE TO THE WORLD BE BEST SERVED. MAN, THAT'S AWESOME. ONCE AGAIN, MORALITY, BELIEF IN GOD, RELATIONSHIP WITH GOD IS THE RESTRAINING INFLUENCE ON EVIL IN THE WORLD. AND DARWINISM, EVOLUTION, TAKES AWAY THAT RESPONSIBILITY TO GOD. Werner von Braun immigrated to the United States. He became a U.S. citizen in 1955, called it the proudest moment and most significant days of his life. In 1958, he launched America's first satellite. He was the director of NASA's Marshall Space Flight Center, and he received the National Medal of Science in 1975 and is considered without doubt the greatest rocket scientist in history. THIS IS WERNER VON BRAUN, AND HERE'S SOME OF THE THINGS THAT HE SAID ABOUT CREATION VERSUS JUST EVOLUTION. HE WROTE TO THE CALIFORNIA STATE BOARD OF EDUCATION, SEPTEMBER THE 14TH, 1972. HE SAYS, DEAR MR. GROSS, IN RESPONSE TO YOUR INQUIRY ABOUT MY PERSONAL VIEWS CONCERNING THE CASE FOR DESIGN AS A VIABLE SCIENTIFIC THEORY OR THE ORIGIN OF THE UNIVERSE, LIFE AND MAN, I AM PLEASED TO MAKE THE FOLLOWING OBSERVATIONS. SO BY HIS OWN WORDS RIGHT HERE, HE IS COMMENTING ON EVOLUTION VERSUS CREATIONISM. HE SAYS, FOR ME, THE IDEA OF A CREATION IS NOT CONCEIVABLE WITHOUT EVOKING THE NECESSITY OF DESIGN. IN OTHER WORDS, NOT RANDOM HAPPENINGS, SOME KIND OF A THEISTIC EVOLUTION OVER MILLIONS OR BILLIONS OF YEARS, BUT RATHER AN INTENTIONAL GOD-CREATED DESIGN. ONE CANNOT BE EXPOSED TO THE LAW AND ORDER OF THE UNIVERSE WITHOUT CONCLUDING THAT THERE MUST BE DESIGN AND PURPOSE BEHIND IT ALL. THE BETTER WE UNDERSTAND THE INTRICACIES OF THE UNIVERSE AND ALL IT HARBORS, THE MORE REASON WE HAVE FOUND TO MARVEL AT THE INHERIT DESIGN UPON WHICH IT IS BASED. WHILE THE ADMISSION OF A DESIGN FOR THE UNIVERSE ULTIMATELY RAISES THE QUESTION OF A DESIGNER, A SUBJECT OUTSIDE OF SCIENCE, THE SCIENTIFIC METHOD DOES NOT ALLOW US TO EXCLUDE DATA WHICH LEAD TO THE CONCLUSION THAT THE UNIVERSE, LIFE, AND MAN ARE BASED ON DESIGN. IN OTHER WORDS, WHAT HE'S SAYING IS THAT IF YOU ARE GOING TO TRULY BE SCIENTIFIC AND JUST CONSIDER THE FACTS AND LET THE FACTS DICTATE, YOU CAN'T EXCLUDE ANY POSSIBILITIES. YOU CAN'T EXCLUDE THE POSSIBILITY THAT GOD CREATED MAN ON PURPOSE AND DESIGNED US. TODAY, MOST SCIENTISTS ARE EXCLUDING THOSE POSSIBILITIES. MATTER OF FACT, I COULD GIVE YOU CASE AFTER CASE AFTER CASE OF PEOPLE WHO ARE PROFESSORS IN UNIVERSITIES WHO, BECAUSE THEY EVEN CONSIDERED THE OPTION 
that there was a God who created us instead of us just evolving, they are kicked out of the school. They don't allow any opposite or opposing views. That is not scientific. They have already predisposed themselves to rule out anything to do with God specifically creating us. Werner von Braun went on to say, to be forced to believe only one conclusion, that everything in the universe happened by chance, would violate the very objectivity of science itself. And I can guarantee you that is happening today. There are people that call themselves scientists that are not objective. They are already predisposed to believe in evolution. Werner von Braun went on to say, certainly there are those who argue that the universe evolved out of a random process, but what random process could produce the brain of a man or the system of the human eye? Many men who are intelligent and of good faith say they cannot visualize a designer. Well, can a physicist visualize an electron? The electron is materially inconceivable, and yet it is so perfectly known through its effect that we use it to illuminate our cities, guide our airlines through the night skies, and take the most accurate measurements. What strange rationale makes some physicists accept the inconceivable electrons as real while refusing to accept the reality of a designer on the ground that they cannot conceive him? I'm afraid that although they really do not understand the electron either, they are ready to accept it because they managed to produce a rather clumsy mechanical model of it borrowed from rather limited experience in other fields but they would not know how to begin building a model of God. So Werner von Braun went on to say, scientists now believe that in nature, matter is never destroyed. Not even the tiniest particle can disappear without a trace. Nature does not know extinction, only transformation. Would God have less regard for his masterpiece of creation, the human soul? Every person receives a gift of life on this earth. What he's saying is that if no matter completely just dissipates, it always transforms into some other form of energy. If we observe that in creation, how could we believe that the human soul just ceases to exist? No, God has preserved it, is what the point that he's making. He went on to say, a belief in the continuity of spiritual existence after the comparative mere flick of three score and 10 years of physical life here in the endless cycle of eternity makes the action of each moment like an investment with far-reaching dividends. The man-to-God relationship is deepened in the devout scientist as his knowledge of the natural law grows. Man, that is a profound statement by a person who was a rocket scientist, one of the most awarded intellectuals of the 20th century. For me, the idea of a creation is inconceivable without God. One cannot be exposed to the law and order of the universe without concluding that there must be a divine intent behind it all. Some evolutionists believe that the creation is a result of a random arrangement of atoms and molecules over billions of years. But when they consider the development of the human brain by random processes within a time span of less than a million years, they have to admit that this span is just not long enough. In other words, evolution, the complexity that we see in creation, specifically the human body, Werner von Braun was talking about the human mind. Evolutionists admit that a million years is not long enough to develop such complexity. 
OR TAKE THE EVOLUTION OF THE EYE IN THE ANIMAL WORLD. WHAT RANDOM PROCESS COULD POSSIBLY EXPLAIN THE SIMULTANEOUS EVOLUTION OF THE EYE'S OPTICAL SYSTEM? THE CONDUCTORS OF THE OPTICAL SIGNALS FROM THE EYE TO THE BRAIN AND THE OPTICAL NERVE CENTER IN THE BRAIN ITSELF WHERE THE INCOMING LIGHT IMPULSES ARE CONVERTED TO AN IMAGE THE CONSCIOUS MIND CAN COMPREHEND. AND HERE'S THE CONCLUSION OF IT. WERNER VON Braun, SPEAKING FOR MYSELF, I CAN ONLY SAY THAT THE GRANDEUR OF THE COSMOS SERVES TO CONFIRM MY BELIEF IN THE CERTAINTY OF A CREATOR. THIS IS AMAZING. THESE ARE ONLY A FEW STATEMENTS BY VERY INTELLECTUAL PEOPLE WHO'VE SUCCEEDED IN FIELDS THAT MOST OF US CAN'T EVEN THINK ABOUT, AND THESE ARE ONLY A FEW OF THE THINGS. TO SAY THAT EVOLUTION IS A PROVEN FACT IS BURYING YOUR HEAD IN THE SAND. THERE ARE THOUSANDS AND THOUSANDS OF SCIENTISTS WHO SAY THAT CREATION AND NATURE AROUND US LEADS THEM TO THE CONCLUSION THAT THERE HAS TO BE A CREATOR. BUT YOU KNOW, YOU DON'T HAVE TO BE A ROCKET SCIENTIST IN ORDER TO COME TO THIS SAME CONCLUSION. LET ME JUST TAKE SOMETHING REALLY SIMPLE. THIS IS SO SIMPLE, YOU GOT TO HAVE SOMEBODY TO HELP YOU TO MISUNDERSTAND IT. BUT YOU KNOW, I HAVE 26 ACRES THAT OUR HOUSE IS ON. AND I HAVE TO DO FIRE MITIGATION. THIS IS WHERE YOU GO AND YOU TRIM OFF THE LOW HANGING DEAD LIMBS THAT ARE ON A TREE, AND YOU DO THAT SO IT WON'T PRODUCE LADDER FUEL. YOU KNOW, IF YOUR LIMBS ARE DEAD AND IF THEY'RE CLOSE TO THE GROUND AND IF YOU HAVE A FIRE COME THROUGH, THE GRASS WILL CATCH THESE LOWER LIMBS ON FIRE AND IT WILL JUST GO RIGHT UP THE TREE AND IT WILL IGNITE THE WHOLE THING. BUT IF YOU TRIM OFF THESE LOWER LIMBS AND REMOVE THEM, WELL, THEN A FIRE CAN COME THROUGH, AND IT WON'T CATCH THE TRUNK OF THE TREE ON FIRE WITHOUT THIS LADDER FUEL, WITHOUT THESE LIMBS. SO WE DO WHAT WE CALL FIRE MITIGATION, AND I'VE BEEN DOING THIS ON MY PROPERTY. SO I'VE GOT PICTURES OF TREES BEFORE I DID FIRE MITIGATION, AND YOU CAN SEE THESE LIMBS ALL THE WAY DOWN TO THE GROUND, AND IT IS JUST LADDER FUEL IF A FIRE WERE TO COME THROUGH. BUT I WENT THROUGH AND I BEGAN TO CUT THESE LIMBS AND TRIM THEM, SAW THEM OFF, UP AS HIGH AS I COULD REACH, MAYBE 10 TO 15 FEET, AND I REMOVED THOSE LIMBS. AND NOW YOU LOOK AT THOSE TREES, AND YOU SEE THEM. THEY LOOK DIFFERENT, BUT IF SOMEBODY WAS TO COME THROUGH AND SEE ALL OF THESE LIMBS REMOVED, AND NOT JUST BROKEN OFF, BUT THERE IS A DEFINITE CUT, YOU CAN SEE WHERE THEY WERE CUT OFF EQUALLY, SMOOTHLY. AND IF A PERSON WALKED THROUGH AND SAW THAT AND THOUGHT, WELL, THIS IS AMAZING HOW THIS JUST HAPPENED, THAT THESE TREE LIMBS JUST CUT THEMSELVES OFF ALL, YOU KNOW, SMOOTHLY, AND THEY ALL PILED THEMSELVES OVER HERE. IF A PERSON WALKED THROUGH AND SAID SOMETHING LIKE THAT, WE WOULD CONSIDER THEM TO BE A FOOL. AND YET, CREATION IS SO INTRICATE. IT REFLECTS THE INFLUENCE OF A PERSONALITY. IT WAS BY DESIGN THAT ALL OF THESE THINGS HAPPENED. AND YET THERE ARE PEOPLE THAT CAN SEE ALL OF THIS AND NOT EVEN RECOGNIZE THAT THERE IS A GOD. PSALMS CHAPTER 19, VERSES 1 THROUGH 4 SAYS, THE HEAVENS DECLARE THE GLORY OF GOD. THE FIRMAMENT SHOWETH HIS HANDIWORK. DAY UNTO DAY UTTERETH SPEECH, AND NIGHT UNTO NIGHT SHOWETH KNOWLEDGE. THERE IS NO SPEECH OR LANGUAGE WHERE THEIR VOICE IS NOT HEARD. THIS MEANS THAT EVERY LANGUAGE, every, WHATEVER LANGUAGE A PERSON SPEAKS ON THIS EARTH, THEY'VE SEEN THE WITNESS OF CREATION. THEIR LINE HAS GONE OUT THROUGH ALL THE EARTH, AND THEIR WORDS TO THE END OF THE WORLD. IN THEM HATH HE SET A TABERNACLE FOR THE SUN. THIS IS SAYING THAT EVERY SINGLE PERSON ON THE PLANET HAS THE WITNESS OF CREATION SHOWING THEM THE EXISTENCE OF GOD, THE DESIGN OF GOD, THE PURPOSE OF GOD. 
You know, you could take the entire human race, you could pool our resources, take all of the brightest minds, you could do everything that billions of people cumulatively could do, and they could produce something that might look like a blade of grass. It might feel like a blade of grass. It might taste like a blade of grass. But that blade of grass, if man made it, would never reproduce. It would never produce another blade of grass. You know, this is one of the most basic definitions of what life is, is the ability to reproduce. And so mankind, with all of their cumulative knowledge, skills, money, resources, everything, they could produce something that might mimic some of the simplest things in creation, but it wouldn't be alive. They can't create life. And if mankind, if over seven billion people and all of our resources can't do it on purpose, a person is an absolute fool to think that this happened accidentally. And I know that there's people that take offense what I'm saying, but it is foolish. It's, it's absolutely foolish. If man can't do the slightest thing, what makes them think that the, all of this complexity that we see could happen randomly, could happen just by chance over billions and billions and billions of years? It defies logic. Psalms chapter 14, verse 1, and also Psalms 53, 1 says, The fool has said in his heart, There is no God. And I know that this isn't popular, it's not politically correct, but it is absolutely foolish to believe that everything that we see just happened. You know, I walk out into the woods, and I, I live in a remote area, and I go way back into the woods, and one day when I was walking, I came across some rocks that had been piled up, three or four rocks piled up like this, and then there, were, there was a beam, uh, a wooden beam, that had been set over it, and you could tell that it had been cut, and it formed a rectangle, and it was the foundation of some house. Now, all of the house was gone. I don't know if it was, you know, taken apart and used someplace else, but you could see these rocks that were a foundation set up. You could see beams that were laying on it in the shape of a rectangle, and as I was walking through the woods, it would be absolutely foolish on my part to walk there and say, well, look what happened. These rocks just piled themselves here in this perfect formation. And there was not only the four corners, but then there was support along the way. And these, these logs, they just fell across here and they just happened to be all cut so that they're six by six instead of, you know, just a rounded log. And if I was to see all of this and think, well, look what just happened. This just evolved. I wonder how many millions of years it took for this to happen. If I was to say something like that, you would be justified in calling me a fool. You know, if we ever land a man on the moon, and if they walked up and found just some little thing like I did in the woods and saw some rocks piled up and a few logs placed on it, and if it was a perfect rectangle, they would be shouting from the rooftops that this is proof that there is life on other planets. I guarantee you they would be saying this couldn't have happened accidentally. This is on purpose. It's by design. And yet, they can see the complexity of nature, and they can't see God. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. People that believe that this just evolved and that we are not responsible to a Creator is foolish. And you could have multiple degrees. You could have 32 degrees and still be frozen. I tell you, the wisdom of this world is nothing with God. First, Corinthians chapter 2. 
the princes of this world, if they would have known anything, they'd have never crucified the Lord of glory. That's what it says. The Lord has taken the, the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. God has set things up so that it takes faith. Some people say, well, why doesn't God just prove Himself to everybody? What does it take? I mean, you look out at creation, and if you would sit and think about it, we just had a snowfall, and I was telling our students this, that as they looked out, science has said that there are no two snowflakes that are identical. They're all different. And we had a snowfall. There must have been billions, trillions of individual snowflakes, and yet not a one of them the same. And people think that this just happened randomly. And when you see snowflakes magnified, they are geometric patterns that show design. They aren't random. They aren't ugly looking. They're beautiful. It's amazing how that people are missing the witness of creation. Praise God. I tell you, that's powerful. You know, as I've said in this series, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to believe in creation as the Bible says, but even rocket science. I mean, you know, uh, Von Braun, he believes in creation. As a matter of fact, it was science that led him to that conclusion. It is wrong for us to just drink the Kool-Aid and believe what this world is saying, that evolution is a proven fact. That's not true. And these materials will document that. I believe prove it in a way that will change your perspective and also allow you to impact other people. So li please listen to our announcer as he gives you information about how you can receive this brand new product entitled Biblical Worldviews Foundation Truths. Today, Andrew's pleased to offer his highly anticipated series, Biblical Worldview, Foundational Truths. In this series, Andrew outlines the importance for every Christian believer to have a biblical worldview. Each of the 12 lessons in this series include a video, audio file, chapter lesson, and printable PDF wrapped in a single box set containing a workbook, audio USB, and a personal access code to the online videos. Each lesson is full of supporting facts, quotes, charts, and historic visuals. Through the online platform, you'll have lifetime access to all of the videos and digital workbooks on your computer or smart device. Biblical Worldview Foundational Truths is available for only $120. Go to awmi.net to order this valuable resource today for you or someone you love. We want to say a special thank you to the Grace Partners of Andrew Womack Ministries. Your gifts make it possible to put free ministry materials into the hands of many people in need. If you're not already a Grace Partner, we ask you to pray about becoming one today. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time at 719-635-1111. To write us, use the address on your screen. The trajectory of your life is about to change. 
Forget what has gone on in the past. Forget all the zillions of people that you've had pray for you. Forget all of the doctor's reports that have come against you in the past. God has a future for your life and it's good. You have to say it. The power of God is voice activated. And you have to speak words. All pain gone now in Jesus' name. So I started doing Karis Bible College online while I was living in Mexico as a missionary. And it was just so amazing. Being able to do it at home, you know, with young children. We live in a very remote area. My husband and I would um, download the classes into our phones. The online classes are absolutely awesome. You're getting ministered to. You're learning how to minister to other people. It is your biggest return on investment.